to all and by all i mean mrs freilich um my name is mariana marquez and i am here with my very first episode of my brand new podcast titled social media's impact on mental health the whole purpose of this show is to address how social media can have a great impact and effect on the mental state of both teenagers and adults. So this episode is called, Can it affect our mental health? And that's a question that I'm pretty sure a lot of people tend to think about when they're on their phones or when they're feeling a certain type of way, you know, is can this be caused by my excessive use of social media? So we're going to be talking about how it can actually affect us and if we could develop mental illnesses from the excessive use of social media. So before we dive into any um, actual research, I just want to give a little background as to why I chose this topic. And uh, the reasoning for that is because I am a teenager and I am guilty of being on social media a lot and using my phone a lot, just like most of my generation. Um, And this is something that I'm pretty sure is on a lot of our, um, you know, like teenagers' minds, Um, you know, can... Can I be feeling this because of social media? You know, is this is the way I'm feeling somehow related to the amount of time that I spend on my phone? And I just I just thought providing some answers to those questions would be pretty useful. To start off my research, um, I decided to click on an article by McLean Hospital. It's a Harvard Medical School. Um, affiliate. The title of the article is The Social Dilemma, Social Media and Your Mental Health. So as um, most of us probably already realize, platforms are designed to be addictive. Um, I'm not sure if you have the app TikTok, but um, as soon as I downloaded that app, I was immediately hooked i mean i'm telling you i couldn't stop scrolling um and it was just video after video after video and it's like my mind could not stop my finger from keep scrolling up and if you if you don't own tiktok i mean if you own facebook or instagram it's it's the same way you know um it's just Facebook is more family and friends and you can't stop scrolling, you can't stop seeing what other people are doing, what your friends are doing, where they're, where they're vacationing, you know, I'm jealous about them, you know, they're over there in Hawaii or something and you just keep scrolling and scrolling and usually what this does is we start comparing our lives to other people's lives on social media that we probably don't even know, we've never talked to in our lives. But we look at their lives and we see what they post. 
And we immediately start comparing ourselves to those people. And we say, you know, why can't my life be like that? And we find ourselves in this endless loop of just continuing to scroll, continuing to search for people that are living the lives that we ourselves want to live. While we're stuck in our bed, we can't move, we're glued to our phone. And these things can create stuff like um, depression and anxiety and social anxiety. Social anxiety is questioning every every step, everything that you do and making sure that you're pleasing others and just being uncomfortable in social situations, finding yourself, you know, nitpicking everything that you do, the way that you're sitting, the way that you're walking, the way that you're talking. Um, and I, I can actually relate to a lot of those things. Um, although I do believe that social, my social anxiety started before social media, I do believe that it got worse once I started using it. Um, I mean, I'm talking about every single step that I take in public, I'm analyzing in my head, I'm making sure that I'm not moving a certain way or if I'm walking down the stairs I question I mean am I walking down the stairs wrong do I look weird walking down the stairs and it's these are these are things that are starting to become more and more common in um in youth and it's it's so common because um, according to a Pew Research Center study, 69% of adults and 81% of teens in the U.S. alone use social media. I mean, usually everyone that you meet has at least one social media platform on their phone. Um, comparisons and insecurities are starting to become more heightened with, you know, Snapchat filters and, you know, um, Facetune and immediately getting your teeth whitened by a filter or by an eraser or whatever. And we look at ourselves with all these filters and all all these fake, um, fake social ideals that are set in front of us. And then we take those off. We look ourselves in the mirror and, you know, we feel as if we are not enough or not enough for the social, the social expectation. Um, and this can be proven by Matthew Shulman, a plastic surgeon in New York. Um, he said that more and more adults were coming in to get plastic surgery so they could look like their snapchat their favorite snapchat filter not only can these expectations lead to anxiety but they could also lead to depression Um, depression and anxiety are very closely related usually if you have anxiety you are way more likely to um, develop depression Sally R. Connolly, LCSW and therapist, says that it's a cycle. When you get anxious, 
you tend to have the pervasive thinking about some worry or some problem. You feel bad about it, then you feel like you failed. You move to depression. Um, anxiety is really nitpicking um, a lot of things you do and like obsessively overthinking things. And when you feel like you failed to present yourself as a um, perfect human being or as someone that is likable, even if it's not, even if it's something that is in your mind, um, only in your head and something that no one else is thinking, it can lead you to feel depressed and defeated that you failed to be that perfect human being. You failed to be the person on social media that you saw yesterday that was living the perfect life, that had the perfect social life. Um, Quote unquote perfect. So you're just on this endless cycle searching for validation um, from others. And it's not all depression and anxiety. There are eating disorders and body dysmorphia where, again, back to the comparisons, um, you tend to look at someone's body type and it's this socially accepted, this norm, this certain body, this certain body type. You have to be skinny and, and all sorts of things. And um, people tend to look at themselves and they don't see what they see on their phones. They don't see what they see on Instagram or runway models and on ads. And they obsess over certain things in their in the way that they look. They don't like the way that this one of their eyes is disproportionate to the other eye or how their nose is too big. It's not a button cute nose or how their legs are too skinny or they're too wide or they're too tall or they're too short and it's not a thought that comes in once in a while it's something that they continuously think about they continuously obsess about um and it's all because of these comparisons these this social media standard and all this information is from the Lexington Line uh, article that they posted entitled How Social Media Contributes to Body Dysmorphic Behavior. And you might ask, I mean, if this is physically, mentally, emotionally harming us, why do we keep coming back to it? Jacqueline Sperling, with a PhD in psychology, who works at McLean Hospital, says that uh, when the outcome is unpredictable, the behavior is more likely to repeat. She goes on to say that it's like a slot machine. You know, if people, if gamblers would know that they had no chance in winning money, then they would stop playing the machine. But with that possible outcome that they could get their goal, 
they just keep coming back to it. They keep going. And that is why so much of us are addicted to social media. Even when it hurts us, even when it, it scars us, we keep coming back to it. Because, I mean, there's always funny videos. There's always things that can make us smile and laugh. We can see um, human kindness on apps and see how we all can come together and make anything possible but there is also so much hatred and malice in um that's a word right i hope that's a word (laughs) in um in social media and it's just if it weren't for all of that it would be the perfect place (laughs) social media would be the perfect escape But the truth is, not even just social media, but media in general, puts out so much fake goals and um, ideas, and it just keeps us reaching for something that is not there. Um, We want this perfect body type, and when, when it really doesn't, a perfect body type does not exist you know a perfect life does not exist but what we see what we consume on a day-to-day basis tells us otherwise so with all of that said we can see that social media if we let it can greatly damage and impact our mental stability It can lead to mental illnesses like depression, anxiety, eating disorders, body dysmorphia, and many more. Um, So yeah, that's it for this episode. Um, Make sure to stay tuned for my upcoming episodes um, where we discuss suicide rates, how technology and social media can affect um, growing little tiny humans like toddlers and... um, kids under the age of you know 13 or 12 and and how it can actually cause um a shorter attention span because it's so fast-paced but that's for another episode um thank you for tuning in my name is mariana marquez and you just listen to social media's impacts on mental health bye